Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Centered, Committed, Confident, a podcast dedicated to helping you center your life on Christ, commit yourself to discipleship, and become more confident in the Word of God. It has been just a little bit of time. Oh, by the way, I'm Cody Rogers. I'm Regent Erickson. And that right there is proof that it has been just a little bit of time, but it is time to get back into the dating series. Dating relationships mm-hmm. is what we're calling it. And we are in episode three. And today we're sort of lumping a few things together because mm-hmm. my prediction is we won't spend too long on any of them. Mm-hmm. That prediction that prediction could prove to be false. Usually is. Yes. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. We have a bit of time to record this. Um, you can tell by the title today, we are talking about dating, courting, and how do you know if you have found the one? Mm. So this is, um, just a few questions from our listener put together. Uh, as a reminder, you can always email us, uh, to present your questions to us. If you have any, we'll definitely be glad to answer them. My email is Cody R at cdbible.org. Guys, we should get a podcast email. Yeah, we should. Uh, That's a real official. All right. We'll get a, we'll get a podcast email at some point. Sounds fun. I'll find out if I can make it happen. Okay. Anyway, let's dive right into it. Um, when it comes to the centered, committed, confident theme of our uh, podcast, podcast yeah, mm-hmm. of the ministry, um, this really, what, this centered is probably the, the best way to where, what part of this category, like we're not consistently just opening scripture and making you feel mm-hmm. more confident in it. Um, in some ways, we're committing you to discipleship because who you spend your life with definitely affects your discipleship. Um, but I think centering your life on Christ is where most of this dating relationship revolves around. Yeah, I'd agree. Helping you glorify Christ with the decisions that you make. Um, so I, I wanted to state that as well because I I want to acknowledge that we are we are departing from just opening Scripture and reading through it mm-hmm. for a few episodes. But do not worry, we have not lost that desire. It is still here. All right. Dating versus courting. What's the difference? Is there a difference? Does it matter? Go. Well, I mean, I'll be honest here. Before we got on to start talking about this, I was like, I was just talking to them and I was like, I don't think I could really give you a good like explanation of the difference between dating and courting, to be honest. I've never really thought about courting I've been reading some uh, historical fiction books from the 1800s and they court. And that's about the extent of my experience with courting. But So I guess one thing that we could say then is that D- Hannah and I did not court. We dated, okay, according so, to my understanding. So let me just ask this then. Uh, Hannah, weren't you a pastor's daughter? Weren't you, weren't you a PK? I was a PK. You were a PK and you didn't court? No, he let me date. Whoa. I even got to dance. Big deal. <laughs> I grew up with the Baptist guys. I mean, yeah, you were a Baptist. It is. Whoa. Yeah, I know. Didn't court and I danced. Shout out to our wow. Baptist friends, though. Sorry if that insulted you. Um, okay. Wow. I mean, because I, I feel like. Okay. <laughs> wow. so, so here's why I say it that way. I came to Christ at 17. My experience before then was that Christians, especially like, you know, pastors, daughters and stuff that they all courted, right? They didn't date. They courted. They're hyper spiritual. Yeah. Cause they were super spiritual and they um, like weren't allowed to do anything. And like, if you wanted to talk to them, you pretty much had to just go talk to their father and he, that he would talk for her. And like, you know, that's my experience of what I knew of pastors, daughters when I was a 16 year old atheist boy. Right. Um, so here's my experience of courting. 
Um, I came to Christ and somebody handed me a book called I Kiss Dating Goodbye. Yes. <laughs> and all of a sudden I was like, oh, now that I'm a Christian, I have to court instead of date. This is weird. But then also I had come to Christ because I started uh, dating a girl. So shout out to missionary dating. <laughs> not, I do not recommend it. They go back to <laughs> one works. of the previous two episodes. Yeah. We talk about that. Yeah, we do allude to it. Um, so I, I didn't concern myself with it for quite some time until I became single again. And then I was like, how do I do this? What do I do? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't understand. So, um, let's talk about what are maybe common conceptions of what, um, courting is versus dating. Like, um, what what do we what do people think when they hear the word courting if they do believe in it or if they have some experience with it? I think with the territory of courting comes um, very little alone time. That this process of finding a spouse that you are courting with the intention of marriage to a different degree than dating. Like quality dating is also with the purpose of marriage at the end, but courting is like this whole other depth of expectation i think yeah and i consider it like so we're trying to we're trying to not use one source we're trying to generalize mm -hmm. what courting has become to be known as i agree with you i'd say there's heavier parental involvement yes mm -hmm. in it um it's almost harkens back to the days of hey can i can i can I sell this cow to you to buy your daughter as a bride right like this Dow I, dowry price yeah like that's sort of what it feels like in many ways maybe, where, maybe more heavily chaperoned yeah it's it's almost like do. you're dating the family yes. rather than mm, yeah um, yeah chaperoned maybe it happens in large groups if so if it's not chaperoned via a parent it could certainly be with some friends mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of boundaries that are kept not that not that there aren't in dating we'll get to that in a minute but, but we're stricter yeah um, and it became really popular in the early 2000s, probably is the yeah. the best way to summarize why we're even having the discussion is because there are many remnants of the courting movement still around. And so if you've thought about it before or, or trying to think about it, um, we're just bringing it to your mind before we get to what we think a, a good solution is. Mm -hmm. Did you have no, something? Okay. So courting, let's just put it in the category of very conservative, heavily family involved mm -hmm. or chaperone involved um absolutely you know um absolutely concerning itself with marriage and um you know uh, coming into it thinking like yes this is the person i'm going to marry i would i'd put very short time courting you know mm -hmm. could either be long because it moves so slowly like mm. actually seeing each other or it could actually result in a very short time because it's very intense and very intentional and leads to very quick marriage. Yeah. Um, so that's the experience with courting. Let's go on to dating. Now let's just like we tried to stereotype courting a bit. Let's try to stereotype dating, like the world's view of dating. The world's yeah, view like, of dating. Let's not do like a Christian worldview of dating. Like, okay. like what is dating when, when the world talks about it? Dating as the world talks about it. Yeah, or like in high school. Like, what is dating yeah. in high school for a lot Having of people? Having fun with yeah. someone that you're interested in. Not very, maybe exclusive if you want to be exclusive, but not always. Because dating can mean just going on dates. Or it can mean an exclusive relationship. But still not super 
intense as far as expectation of relationship. It's like it's more than a friendship, maybe, but not necessarily serious. Right. All the time. It could be serious. Yeah. And even if it is serious, it's under this guise of testing the waters. Mm Yeah. Right. So you're either date like dating, going on dates because you're just testing the waters, Mm -hmm. seeing if they're the right person for you. If you get along with them, you're evaluating them on your own critiques. Um, in the world, it could also be that you're not actually committed to each other whatsoever. You're just sleeping around. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. just, uh, you know, having fun with each other physically. You're just, um, you know, you see each other every so often. You're a fling. Like that could still be considered some type of dating mm-hmm. out there. Um, it doesn't involve much commitment. And if you, if it does involve commitment, you can date for a year, two years, three years, four years, five years. Like you can date for a the long rest of your time. Life. Yeah. yeah. You can date for a long time because you're always just sort of not fully committed. You're just testing the waters because you might commit at some point. Um, Or maybe you are really committed and you're planning on being engaged at some point. But those are two separate stages. Mm -hmm. You are dating and then you are engaged. And sometimes for the world, that doesn't really look any different except you start planning the wedding. Mm -hmm. All right. Now let's talk about um, probably what most of our listeners are going to be familiar with, and that's Christian dating, mm-hmm. um, which is different than just the world's dating, right? And probably, I'd say, it's it doesn't seem to be as big of an issue nowadays, yeah. right? Like, when I talk to high schoolers, like, the idea of if they do or do not date or wh- how parents are having them date doesn't seem to be as large of an issue as it was several years mm-hmm. ago. But let's talk about what dating has come to mean for a Christian nowadays. Yeah, I think it's um, somewhere in the middle of courting and kind of worldly dating where there is more of a um, commitment and a desire to date people that you know that could be marriage material. So not like courting where it's kind of this underlying, we will probably get married um, and not this worldly fling, but somewhere in between of I want to date people that could be my husband or wife, um, more exclusive than what the world would have dating be. Um, Self-instilled uh, guidelines, preferably, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Boundaries or guardrails, whatever you want to call them. There might be certain things that you don't do with each other. Um, so that could be, you know, depending on the relationship, that could be you're not alone in a bedroom mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. ever. You're always in some place of public or, mm-hmm. um, you know, you don't, you don't go parking or things like that. Right. Or like you might have only places that you go out on dates. Mm-hmm. Um, there are usually some kind of self-imposed guardrails mm-hmm. when it comes to Christian dating, um, involvement of parents. Depends on the parents. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's what we're going to get to is our, our answer is it depends. Mm-hmm. Right? When we ask what should you do, date or court or whatever, that's it. It depends. It depends on how you were raised. It depends on how they were raised. Mm-hmm. It depends on where you're at, what stage of life you're in. Yeah. 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 Regent, did you have sure. anything else to add about Christian dating? No. Yeah. I, everything you guys said is eventually what I was going to say. Great. Um. I think stage of life is such a big thing. Like Regent and I started dating our freshman year of college. And so we dated for way longer than we would have if we would have met our senior year of college because we knew within a couple of months that we'd end up getting married. And so if you are in high school or you are a freshman in college, dating may look different. Yeah. Depending on 
your comfortability and your family's comfortability with when marriage is mm-hmm. kind of appropriate. Yeah. As opposed to Brittany and I, who were both out of school. Well, Brittany was finishing up community college, getting her associates, but she was only a semester left. Mm-hmm. I was in my career. We met and we were engaged in six months and married a year later. Mm-hmm. So we, we had a full year before we were married. That's mm-hmm. about it. Um, because it was a different stage of life. We were adults. We were paying rent. We were working jobs and we met each other. We loved each other and wanted to get married. So we got engaged after six months and got married six months later. So, um, I think that's good. Let's lay down and just the, you know, the best possible thing for our listeners, let's lay down some core things to consider when dating. Like what, what are, um, some things to help you determine what's appropriate and healthy based on your stage of life. Um, and I want, I want to start, none of these are in order of priority, um, but I want to start with always considering the other person's raising, right? Mm-hmm. So like if you are a man and you're listening to this podcast, if, if the girl you're interested in grew up in a very conservative family or maybe her dad's a pastor or, <laughs> you know, one of those things and, and their family has some traditions when it comes to dating um, I know you're, you might be listening to this right now, my friend, but you know, I know a friend who had to uh, go out and work on uh, her family's farm for a little bit to, to get to know them. Right. Um, now this is after they've known each other for a while. I'm not going to give too much info on that, but um, there's things that come with certain families. And so I'd say the first principle is always evaluate what is important to the person that you're interested in. Yep. It could very well be a more traditional, like, no, you need to meet the dad first and you need to talk to them. It could be that, that their parents are non-existent and they live on their own and they've been abandoned by their parents. And so there are no guardrails or, mm-hmm. or lines. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to be something you consider right away. And neither one of them are wrong. Mm-hmm. It just changes the di- dynamic a little bit. Yeah. What else should we consider? I, I think an overall question that you should be constantly asking yourself is, is this glorifying the Lord? Um, just to kind of, as you're approaching situations, that's something I wish we'd asked more often when, when Hannah and I were dating, um, you know, just think, even thinking about like what Cody just said there, you know, if, are you glorifying the Lord? Well, if you, if you're thinking about your, the person you're looking at, at that you're dating and their situation, um, that's going to be loving your neighbor as scripture talks about, um, and that it's going to be more glorifying to the Lord to do things like that. Um, and that kind of like when we talked at the beginning, centering your life on Christ, um, that to me, that needs to be as vital to be an overarching theme of your yep. dating relationship or else you're going to get caught down a trap or you're going to get to a gray line or a gray area and you're going to you're going to get pulled by temptation. Mm-hmm. So for example, let's let's talk about glorifying the Lord on when to date. Um guy you are interested and she's interested um but you have this idea in your mind that you need to make her wait eight months before you open yourself up to her. So you're going to drag her along for eight months, right? Uh Like now you don't intend that a lot of people don't mean to do that, but with Regent's question of, is it glorifying to the Lord? Well, after a while you're being sort of deceptive. You're Mm -hmm. being, you're being unloving. You're being unthoughtful towards a person that you consider that you might be interested in. And so I, I think that's a consideration. If you're like, I'm interested, she's interested. And we're talking about dating, right? Like we're not Mm -hmm. talking about marriage or anything. We're just talking about dating. Like, um, there are things that what is respectful to her? What is, mm-hmm. what is showing that I value her, um, that I potentially could love her and, and showing what it means to, uh, love her already begin loving her like Christ would love the church, you know? Um, and so 
dragging it out could be very unloving actually and jumping too quick yeah it'd be very unloving let's say you take no consideration over I'm, I'm speaking from a guy's point of view you you take no consideration over the last relationship we, she was in how hurt she could have been by it what maybe could have happened to her in it or in times past and so you just ignore all those because you're being self-centered and be like no we're just going to date right now i don't care if you're ready because i know this is going to be good like Always considering the other person yeah. is important. Yeah. I can give a really funny example on that with Hannah and I. Um, the, we, we still joke about this today. It's funny. But uh, when we started dating, well, no, right before we had started dating, um, I'd liked her. We, we, were, we were like talking and getting to know each other. And I decided eventually that I'd wanted to date her. But up until that point, I had I'm thought, rolling my eyes right now. Just so everybody... I, I had I had from my perspective I thought I was showing interest um and she had not seen that and it turns out that it was for for me it was because I was not vocalizing it but that was that specifically is an area where if I would have been more intentional about asking her more of those some of those things around that area and just being more intentional in that respect for her I would have made things a lot more clear when we started dating mm-hmm. by being able to know that I needed to vocalize it and that my actions were not what I thought they were portraying yeah to clarify like we would go on like dates in this process of getting to know each other but he never actually told me that he liked me or was interested in anything long term because he assumed that it was all assumed since we were spending some time together but I also had like guy friends I would spend time with. So like I had no way of really knowing mm-hmm. what is your commitment level. And then finally he asked me out and that clarified huh. that. <laughs> yeah, it's good. And you guys were in college at that mm-hmm. point. You were sort yep. of adults. Um, it got me, as you're talking about this, I have no idea why it reminded me of it, but just a, a core important principle is to consider um, your stage of life when it comes to who you're supposed to respect. And so, like, if you're a teenager and you're living under your parents' household, and we're always called to honor thy father and thy mother, mm-hmm. um, but there is a weight there that you need to consider when um, maybe, like I said, you're in high school or um, you're living with your parents in college. And uh, even even when you're not living with them, um, there's definitely still a, unless you're married, you do have a, a sense in which they are, like, you, you haven't left your father and mother and clung fast to your, mm-hmm. yeah. your wife. So um, what is what is glorifying and respectful and honoring to, to the wishes of your own parents and what you would do as well? There's We could have a whole podcast on the line between that, um, and maybe we should at some point on what does it mean to respect and honor your father and mother and also be an adult. Um, but for now, let's just leave it at that. And uh, if you have any questions about your your immediate circumstance, just reach out, and we love to talk to you. But I'd, let's weigh in your own personal uh, mm-hmm. the, the things that you need, the people you need to respect and honor as well. Yeah, and I think all of this um, like a helpful thing, and this sounds weird for me to say, but I'll explain. Is that we should be dating in community, um, mm-hmm. and I don't mean dating a bunch of people in your community, but you should not be isolated 
with this person that you're dating and making all of your decisions together in isolation that you should be having people around you, preferably people that are older and wiser and also walking deeply with the Lord that's helping you decide what does dating look like for us in our specific context. Like we don't know where all of you are and where you're at in life, but you should have people in your local church that can help you with this and helping set healthy boundaries and helping, um, when you have conflict to have conflict resolution together. And I think so much of the hardships of relationships can be saved when you're doing all of this in community um, with people that are wiser than you and have um, walked this road before and can help you make some of these decisions and can call you out if they're seeing, Hey, you're dragging this girl along or um, you're leading this guy on and having people that will tell you that honestly. And so you can set that right. Yeah, and I think that's a really good segue. Um, I lied at the beginning of this episode. We're not going to cover how do you know if the person's the one. <laughs> that does segue into some of the answers to that, though, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll have to be next episode. This is why I need to stop titling them before we start. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, to wrap that up, uh, to summarize, dating versus courting, what is it? Our answer would be it doesn't matter what you mm-hmm. call it. Right, as long as you're honoring God mm-hmm. and you are mindful of both where uh, the the other person is coming from and what they need to respect and where you're coming from and what you need to respect um, and above all who you need to honor and that's mm-hmm. God mm-hmm. Um, that each situation can be completely different and it's most certainly influenced by our stage of life and our family circumstances. Mm-hmm. Would you add anything to that answer when you're trying to tell someone dating versus courting or, or what it should look like when they date? I think it's perfect. Great. If you have any questions on uh, guardrails, boundaries in dating, maybe we'll get to that as well. That I don't think that was one of the questions, but maybe we'll get into that for sure. Next week, if we don't take a break to talk about some of the stuff going on on Thursday nights, we will be discussing... How to know if you have found the one. one. And I feel like this is a good question to answer because I do Mm -hmm. get asked it from time to time. I know several married people. What is the will of God for my life? And when do I know that I found the one? Yep. Like the two questions every college student's asking. uh Uh-huh. And maybe what college should I go to? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If if they're going into college. So, all right. That's going to do it for us today. Thank you so much for listening till the end and bearing with our rustiness when it comes to recording these podcasts. We are back in routine, so make sure to send us some emails and we'll get to your question within a week or two. We love the fact that you're listening and that you are emailing us. All right. Thanks again. We love you. And just know, wait, what do I say? We'll see you next time. Hold on. Let's do Just know we love you. We're praying for you. And we'll see you next time. Thank you.